Hey, this is Lori Acker. Welcome to the Small Church Ministry Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Small Church Ministry Podcast, where we not only encourage small churches, but we equip them too with strategies that work for smaller numbers and smaller budgets, as well as leadership training that's like nothing else you can find. We are a community of people all over the planet who believe in doing ministry with excellence and supporting others to do the same. Today, I'm really excited to share a little sneak peek behind the curtain of our most recent online conference. We went live this past Saturday for the Small Church Kidman and Youth Ministry Conference. It was an amazing day filled with hundreds and hundreds of people from small churches meeting virtually together to learn from dozens of speakers, making a difference in small churches all over the world. We had people joining in from South America, from Latvia, from Nigeria, from all over the U.S. and Canada and Togo and the U.K. It was so beautiful. And I just want to share a little bit with you. So join in and take a listen as Pastor Don, Joel, and I start our Saturday morning. Don, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you? Uh, 22. A 22. That is awesome. Okay, cool. Um, we're going to just tell you just a smidge about us in like two minutes or less, and Don's going to pray, and then we're going to jump into our main topic for today. So um, whoever is here in the room, would you, um, if you haven't introduced yourself in the pre-show yet, please like jump in and introduce yourself. Let us know who you are and where you're from, um, and even how many conferences you've been, especially if this is your first time here, because we want to make sure to give you what we need to kind of equip you uh, for the day. And Don, just really short, could you just give Give them your best pastor, youth youth pastor heart for how they can have the most amazing day today. Yeah. Um, I think, simply put, allow yourself to participate and become part of it. Because as you said this during the pre-show, the people in this room, the people on the screen, not on the screen, but on the on the on the chat. And just watching, they're, they're the energy of, of what's going on. And the more they participate, the better the conference will be. And yeah. so I would say, don't sit back. Don't be timid. It's okay uh, to, to jump into networking, jump into the expo booths, come to the sessions, ask questions. Because all of us speakers, we've put in a lot of time to to – to talk with you. But yeah. if, if you have questions, we want to answer them. That's why we're here. So yeah. participate, uh, engage, get in, get involved, get engaged with it. We are a lot different than any conference you've ever been to or any people group, honestly, that you've ever been to. And I'm just going to mention a couple of those things before Don prays for us and we get started. Um, my name is Lori Acker. I did start this thing that like exploded into an ecosystem um, called Small Church Ministry. And it just started as a little blog. Um, but a couple things that make this conference very different is we really are about equipping small churches, not growing small churches in numbers. We believe God is at work in small churches. We believe small church ministry is unique. We believe that Jesus modeled it. Like we love small churches. We are not about, oh, you poor little, little small church, you know, that you need to grow before you, you, we are not like that. We are like, hold your head high. If you are in a small church, you are doing amazing ministry and the potential is God sized. 
the, it is God-sized potential in a small church. So that's one thing. Another thing that makes us very different is we are diverse and we are diverse on purpose. We are different political beliefs. We are different denominational beliefs. We have different beliefs about baptism, about speaking in tongues, about the end of the world, about so many different things, you all, but we all love Jesus. And so you won't see us talking about controversial things or anything that divides us here in this in this community like ever. Um, we protect this community and, and we love each other. Like I we have so many people saying the diversity of this group, we learn so much and grow so much. And we, we believe that when we're all in heaven, we're not going to care about all these differences like ever, ever. And so the last thing I'll mention that's different about this conference, as you can see, we're not in professional studios. (laughs) I'm in a corner in my bedroom because my mom recently moved in with us and I lost my office. So if you've seen me before and I usually have that little wood wall behind me, don't have that anymore. (laughs) Literally in a bedroom, there's a lamp on my bed because I had to move it from behind me because it was in the way. And so like, that's where I am. And we're broadcasting from home, from churches, from kitchens sometimes. And we are just normal small church people who are speaking to small church people. And um, if you want professionals, you want a big stage, you want a bunch of ideas that you're never going to use because they don't work, then go to the other conferences. (laughs) But if you want to find what works in small churches, what real people are doing in real places and hear people who you can relate with and be friends with, then you are totally in the right place. So before we jump into the main stage talk, Don, would you just pray for us? Sure thing. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come from uh, all over the world right now, Lord, together uh, we come into your presence. Uh, We know that you say where two or three are gathered and, and those kinds of things, Lord, but we also know that we are your children and that doesn't matter if we are um right next to each other or digitally across the world united into one place so lord we just want to ask you to be with us this morning guide um all the speakers let let their words be your words and speak to our hearts uh, Lord, I give you um, so much praise for everything that's been built here, and I thank you for for Lori, and I ask you for a special blessing upon her as she gets ready to lead us in the main stage. Lord, thank you for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Don, for being here. We'll catch you in your session. All right. Um, we've had tons of people introducing themselves in the chat, even while we were just talking and praying there. We have people from all over the world, you all. If you want to see, scroll through that chat. Um, actually, you probably won't even see the people from the pre-show. Uh, we have people here uh, from the continent of Africa. We have people here from Latvia. Um, we have people from the Philippines. We have people from everywhere. And so all throughout the day, you'll see people coming and going and joining when they can. And we are so thrilled that you are here. I know there are tons of things you could have spent your day doing today, and I appreciate your heart for your church, whether you're in kids ministry or you want to see it happen, um, whether you're a youth director, a pastor, maybe you're an admin who's just coming to get some stuff to actually be able to share with people in your church. We appreciate you and we see your heart. Um, You know, when I ask somebody to describe their kids program or their youth ministry program, what do you expect to hear? Like, just put it in the chat. If somebody new is coming to your church and they say, hey, what's your kid's program like? What do you expect to hear? And let me just ask you, what is your kid's program like? Whether you do elementary or youth, you know, up into the high school ages or even young adults, what is your youth program like? Because when I ask people about that, they start saying, well, we have Sunday school and we have a Wednesday program or we don't have that or we do like monthly events or our church is so cool. We have this thing on Sundays. And what we do is we talk about our programs. Does that sound normal? 
Like, it sounds totally normal to me. When I was in youth ministry and children's ministry and people would ask about our programs, I would do the same thing because that's what we do. Like we say, hey, what's your youth ministry? Um, Tiffany just said activities. Yeah, absolutely. That's what most people expect to hear. But I want to just ask this question. When did we ever get this idea that ministry is about programs? That ministry equals programs. Even in church ministry, and I love, love these comments that are coming in because there's a few that talk about, like, it's a place where everybody knows your name. Our ministry is small and personal. And I'm going to say, these people, like, amen, because this is small church ministry. It's a sanctuary for people to learn about Jesus, right? But as many of you know, this is not usually what people are looking for in ministry. They're looking for the programs. But where did this idea come from? Because it did not come from Jesus. It was not modeled by Jesus. It is modeled by churches oftentimes and mostly. It's not modeled by Jesus. Jesus was about transforming lives. This session is called Presence Over Programs. And we're just jumping into a a concept for today that you're going to see woven throughout everything. Jesus was about transforming lives. Now he came to change the entire world. Like, do you think he did that? (laughs) Like, that's the reason we're all here right now. How did he do it? He didn't have one program. Even the 5,000 on the hillside wasn't advertised with flyers and on the internet, right? Here's the truth. Programs do not change people. People change people. Programs do not change people. People change people. Now, I'm not saying programs aren't important. We do programs. We're going to talk about that even later in the day. But have you ever done a program and you poured your heart and mind into it? It could have been a Sunday school program. It could have been a lock-in. It could have been some all-church event. Have you ever done a program and ended up not feeling so great about it? Like something was missing. Something didn't connect. Something was off. You didn't even feel great about it. Have you ever been there? Because I have been there. I have done the best lock-ins. I have done amazing programs in almost every single ministry area because if you're in a small church, you know it, right? Somebody posted earlier that, is this even healthy that I'm doing this and this and this and this? Small churches, we often get pulled in a lot of directions. But keep in mind, programs don't change the people, don't change people. People change people. Relationships change people. This even goes in the fact that so many people are looking for the curriculum, right? So many people are looking for the perfect curriculum. We'll be talking about that too. But sometimes we get so busy doing that we're removing all the people. Now, I'm not saying they're not in the room. Please hear me. I know you're doing it for them. But sometimes there's just something missing. And sometimes it's even us. Sometimes we even miss ourselves in the doing and the busyness of ministry. When we're so concerned about programs and who's not there, we're spinning all the plates, doing all the things. And thank you for your commitment to your church. I want you to hear that right now. Your church is blessed to have you. If you are spinning the plates and doing the things, your church is blessed to have you. But we need to make sure not to lose ourselves in it, And we also want to make sure we're doing ministry like Jesus. If you want to do something really unique in ministry, and I'm saying really unique, like hardly anybody does this, truly. And it is probably the most 
powerful thing you can do in ministry, in children's ministry, in youth ministry. If you want to do something incredibly unique, that's incredibly rare. And sadly, inside the church, it's missing too. Build your ministry around people and stop looking for the secret sauce and the best programs and the best curriculum. And I'm going to show you how to do that. Give the gift of presence. The gift of presence. Have you ever heard of the gift of presence? It is rare and it is powerful and it is what Jesus did. So I just looked at the chat and I shouldn't have. I told myself I wasn't going to look at the chat because Jennifer said I'm in tears already. So thank you, Jennifer, for making me cry like right now on the screen (laughs) because I was doing okay. But it's very, very true. Um, And I'm just going to pop up a few more questions from the chat uh, or comments from the chat. Phyllis said programs can lead to burnout. That is true. Do you know what does not lead to burnout? Presence. And presence is more powerful than programs. It's what Jesus did. Um, I do, Who knows what the shortest verse in the Bible is, by the way? Put it in the chat while I pull up a scripture I wanted to read to you today. What is the shortest verse in the Bible? Because most people know it. Now you put it in yet? I'm going to wait for you to put it in. Shortest verse in the Bible? Jesus wept. Okay, I... Didn't say that because I'm weeping now. It was actually in my notes to say that because people always know the shortest verse in the Bible. But I want to give you another verse that is very, very short that most of us read over and skim past, including myself while I was preparing for this talk. I literally was looking for this verse. And in the middle of the story, I missed it. And I went, wait, where's the verse I'm going to talk about? I'm going to just skim a little bit out of Mark 10. It's the story of the uh, the rich man. Jesus started on his way and a man ran up to him and fell on his knees and said, good teacher, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Um, and Jesus said, why do I, why do you call me good? And he went on he said, teacher, teacher, I've kept all these commandments. And he went on and Jesus said, one thing you lack, go sell everything that you have and follow me. And at this, the man's face fell and he went away sad because he had great wealth. Do you know that story? I skimmed right past verse 21. Mark 10, 21 is the verse I want to read to you. It says, Jesus looked at him and loved him. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Mark 10, 21. In the middle of this story, that's about the rich young man who wouldn't give everything up. He wouldn't give everything up to follow him. How many times have you heard that sermon preached in a story? You know, that story preached in a sermon. What messages came from it? The message I want to give you is Jesus looked at him and loved him. We remember Jesus correcting him. We remember Jesus teaching him. We remember the moral of the story and what he talked about the disciples afterwards. But please hear this. Mark 10, 21 says Jesus looked at him and loved him. Right there, the gift of presence. Why did they put that verse in the Bible? Why did Mark include that verse? That story would have been a whole story as we know it without that verse right? The rich young man walks up and Jesus said, this is what you have to do and blah, 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 blah. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Not just loved him, looked at him. I know you love the people in your church. I haven't even met the people in your church, but I love them. I know you love the kids in your class. I know you love the youth. I know we say we love these people. 
Jesus looked at him and loved him. That is the gift of presence. Do you know that you can love people and serve them and never give them the gift of presence? You can be doing all the things and spending all the plates and never give them the gift of presence. And it's more powerful. It's so much more powerful. And let me tell you, I know how hard it is to stop and look at people. (laughs) Pastor's wife, ministry leader, decades. My first job out of college was in a church of 3,000 doing junior high youth. How often do we have time to look at people? We're going to teach you how to do that. I did a lot of years of ministry, good ministry. Some of it even life-changing, a lot of years of ministry before I learned to look at people and love them. It's a big shift in ministry. It really is. If you're like woohooing and yay, yay, yay right now, I want to tell you, this is there's a commitment to this. There's a commitment to this. And one thing today, during the entire day, Our conferences, it's a lot of information, but we don't even love information. What we want to see is transformation. Today is a day of action where you can make a choice and be someone different. Our God is a God of of renewal, of rebirth, of transformation. So you may may have thought you were coming (laughs) to transform your kids' ministry, your youth ministry, and your church. And honestly, I'm hoping it's more than that. I'm hoping today is transforming for you. Because you pour out all the time. We know it. We're here. We're with you. We know what that's like. We have been there. And we want to pour into you. You're still going to get all the good stuff. You're still going to get the programs. You're still going to get the ideas. You're still going to get the creativity. You are going to hear life-changing messages today. But as much as we forget to look at the people we're with sometimes, that gift of presence, we forget that Jesus wants that for us. Because no matter what kind of ministry you're running, or even if you're not in ministry and you're just here because you feel like you should be, Do you know what Jesus is doing right now? Do you know what he's thinking when he looks at you? Because I'm going to tell you what he's not thinking. He's not thinking you're a failure. You're not good enough. You're not a good leader. You need more teaching skills. You may want to grow in skills, but you know that is not what Jesus is doing when he looks at you. Jesus is looking at you right now and loving you. Like, can you embrace that? Because if you can't embrace that, like until you've experienced it, you really can't really give it. We try. And I'm going to say I tried to give a lot of things I didn't have for many years. I tried to show up with a lot of compassion and a lot of empathy. I've always been a giver. Like I've always been generous since I was a little kid. Okay. But I want to be honest, until I received that from Jesus, not all that long ago, I was not doing ministry like I'm doing it now. I have been where you're at. That gift of presence is powerful. And we need to receive it so we can give it. I absolutely promise you, I literally can guarantee this. If I've ever guaranteed anything in my life, I think I can guarantee this. You will have kingdom impact if you give the gift of presence and also teach it to those kids. You will have kingdom impact. 
Sometimes in small churches, we're so stressed about growing our church. Sometimes we're even on the verge of losing our church because it's not growing big enough. Do you know what? The church is never going to fail because Jesus got that. It's not yours. Jesus has got that. God's church is never going to fail. But I do think we need to get a kingdom mindset and not a local church mindset, a kingdom mindset. And if you give the gift of presence, and we're going to teach you how we're going to talk about it, okay? You And teach this to your kids. You will have a kingdom impact. Quit looking for the perfect curriculum. We've got a lot of great curriculum choices, by the way. There's tons of them in the VIP bonus bundle. If you grab that, you've got like literally curriculum to, to ping pong around and try out for, for a good long time, okay? But quit looking for the perfect curriculum and start developing this and your ministry will change. I'm not saying you shouldn't have good curriculum. Please hear me. But I'm saying if you really want to change in your ministry, it starts with the people. It starts with you and it starts with giving those kids the gift of presence. I love programs. As I said, I'm good at them. And I can teach you, in my opinion, how to absolutely run the best lock-in for a small youth group. I have a blog on it. I've taught on it. I literally have perfected the best youth group for us for a small youth group. Okay. I am a learner. I am an executor. Okay. I I was listening to a podcast this morning about how to speak better for you all. Literally, before I came, I was listening to a podcast this morning, how to speak better. I want to be to do my due diligence to give my, God my best. If you are serving in women's ministry, children's ministry, or youth ministry, and you're tired of ideas that don't work with smaller numbers and smaller budgets, or pouring time into events that don't seem to be making a difference, or starting and restarting with new people but the same struggles, we have got you covered. Check out our ministry bundles with done-for-you resources that work the first time, a step-by-step plan that fits into your busy schedule, and a strategy that gets others excited to join too. You can find the links to check them out in the show notes. And I know many of you coming here today want the same thing. And you're looking for practical ideas and skills. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is practical and it is a skill and it is a gift and it is rare and it is powerful to give the gift of presence. There is no book, no resource, no digital course, no secret sauce that is ever going to fix this stuff. Because programs have no intrinsic value. Okay, please hear me. If you're writing anything down, write that down. Programs have no intrinsic value. You can give me a terrible idea for a program and a great idea for the program. And honestly, we can have the exact same kingdom results. Did you know that? You can have a terrible program, a terrible, the worst curriculum on the planet, and have amazing impact on children and youth and teens and adults. And you can have the best curriculum on the planet, totally stink it up and not impact one person for Jesus. So we want good tools. We want good skills and we're going to teach them. But programs have no intrinsic value in and of themselves. They don't. There's none. Lives are not changed by programs. They're changed by people. And by the way, God's the one that set this up. God set this up to be changed by people. The Bible is amazing. It is the word of God. We should be teaching from the Bible. But God created us to learn in community with people, learn from each other and with each other. Just teaching the Bible 
is not enough. Jesus didn't even model that. He was with people. He was with people. When you think about programs and what they can do, we want to run an outreach program, bring in the community. We want to run this program and build friendship. We want to run this and teach all this stuff. Instead of starting with the programs, because some people really look at this and they want to balance out all their programs in their children's ministry, in their youth ministry. Instead of starting with the programs, would you just start with the people? What do those kids need? What do these nursery kids need? What do the children need? What do the youth need? What do they need? And look at the programs in light of that. But I just want to talk about three different kinds of people. There are a lot more different kinds of people in the world than these three, but I just picked three because they kind of went together and I kind of liked them. And so I just want to talk just for a second about the rich and the righteous and the rough around the edges and how this applies even to children and youth. But if you think about the rich people or connotations with rich people, they have what they need. They don't need you at all. They got it all together. They're flashy. Sometimes they're loud. Sometimes they're not, but they've got everything they need, right? The rich, or at least they think they do. They don't need anything from you. Jesus encountered those people. There's also the righteous. And I don't mean by righteous like the Pharisees. That's not what I'm talking about. I just mean like they're right. They're good. They behave well, maybe really well. Maybe they're compliant. Maybe those are your perfect kids to have in Sunday school. They don't talk back. They do what you say. They bring their Bibles. They memorize the verses. Then there's those rough around the edges people. You know who I'm talking about? The kids are bouncing off the walls that you're like spending more time managing behavior. You feel like you are right. than being able to teach rough around the edges. If you're in youth ministry, the kids that talk back, the kids that swear at you, right? Like the rough around the edges, the rich, the righteous, the, the rough around the edges. Do you know who Jesus loved the most? All of them. All of them. Do you know who we love the most? Usually the people we relate to the best. So go with me. I know it's not all of us and we grow past this and we learn to love everybody in different ways, but I just want to highlight it because in kids ministry and youth ministry, it can get really divided. Sometimes we've got the good kids and the bad kids. I don't call them bad either. So just go with me. We've got the kids who behave and the kids who don't. We got the kids from the Christian families and the kids who aren't. Okay. Like we've got all of this, got different kinds of families, but you've got those kids who, you know, they don't need you. They don't got to listen to you. They're not going to learn anything from you. They're not going to do what you say. Jesus looked at him and her, and he loved them. You've got those kids who do everything right. Honestly, a lot of times they're very loved. Okay. Sometimes even the teacher's pets, they do everything right. We're going to talk a little more about them at the next um, session as well. Um, Jesus looked at them and loved them. You know, those kids who are rough around the edges that get yelled at a lot, get teased a lot, have a lot of needs, seem to have more needs than everybody else. Not true, by the way. Jesus looked at him or her and loved them. Most of us have a bent or a heart for a certain kind of people. And a lot of times it's because we could relate to their story. Do you know what I'm talking about with that? I don't mean you don't love them all. But isn't there a certain kind of person that you gravitate to that you love? And sometimes people have said, well, everybody likes the good, the good kids or the good adults, the ones who behave. I'm like, I don't. Those are the ones I don't like the most. I love the ones who are a little rough around the edges because I was rough around the edges. 
there were times when I appeared to have everything in order. And I definitely like led a double life at some times too, especially when I was in high school. I was somebody different at church than I was at school. Okay. But those are the kids that I get drawn to because I see them. I can see them. I can relate to them. That's why I can look at them and love them. We're going to talk more in another main stage about how we can actually see everyone and broaden out a little bit so we can not just love by decision, like love is a choice. I know you love all those people in your church, kids, youth, adults, everybody, but where we actually can literally feel love (laughs) for all those people, even the ones that maybe you don't feel so much love for right now. So I just wanted to let you know that that's coming because the gift of presence is related to this. Kids, as well as adults, know when you're upset. Have you ever had somebody who says, I'm not mad, and you can totally tell they're mad? Like, it could be a spouse, it could be a friend, whatever. Like, I'm not mad. Oh, I can totally tell you're mad, right? The gift of presence comes when we literally can sit with someone and love them. When we can see them and love them developing eyes to see them all like Jesus sees them so we can give them the gift of presence. Now there there's, we have a big long day for you. If this is your first conference, like just get ready for a ride. And um, if you don't have your snacks with you, uh, you're going to want to grab them whenever you can, because there's going to be times when you don't want to leave the screen. But in addition to the oodles of amazing breakouts today, I'm going to be back on stage three more times today walking through a bit of a journey. And we're going to talk about personhood in the next one. We're also going to talk about creative programs. And we're also going to talk about building a team um, to final uh, finalize the day at the end. So that's kind of the, the, I don't know what you call it. I don't know. That's We'll be closing off with building a team on the main stage. And um, I'm going to talk about things in each session that you probably haven't heard unpacked this way. So if you've read all the team building books and you're like, I don't need that one, I just encourage you to stay. Um, Because we're learning in community, like the whole day kind of evolves. And if you have questions, we want to answer them. But everything today is going to be enveloped in this truth. If you want to have a kingdom impact, it happens in relationships. If you want to have a kingdom impact, it's not just about the curriculum. It's not just about the programs. It's not just about your calendar. It's also not just about them. It's about us because this happens in relationship. Transformation happens in relationships. They just do. And I hope that while you're here today, that you feel that here, that you feel the gift of presence, that you feel being seen in this space. We see you. We get you. We are here. Just like, like, let's just take a second just to take a deep breath. Um. Just pray that God would just meet us right where we are. Lord, we are so grateful for you, for the truth in your word, in scripture. Lord, for you calling us to know you, to abide in you, with you, to love your word, to love you, to be delighted in you, to share our hearts, our lives with the people around us even the people walking in and out of our house or our room today, Lord, that we would be your people. 
Lord, that you would remove any confusion from anyone's mind. Lord, that you would remove any overwhelm from anyone today. Lord, that you would guide each of us in our steps for today and that today might not look like what we thought it was going to look like when we looked at the schedule yesterday. Lord, that you, your Holy Spirit, would be transforming us even now, that we would be changed. And Lord, we know there's commitment in that. We need to partner with you in that. Help us grow in that. Help us grow together. Lord, I just pray that you would preserve a feeling and spirit of unity for our group here today, coming in from so many places with so many needs and so many opinions and so many different hearts and and passion areas, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would preserve the unity of this group that is founded in you, in loving you, and in receiving your love too. In your name we pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed a little peek into our conference this weekend. And I just wanted to share one more thing. This was a testimony that came in by Facebook Messenger from Laura. She said, yesterday was an answer to prayer. I saw your ad on Facebook and kept ignoring it because I always see ads. I finally opened it and then I ignored it again. She went on to say, I dug a little deeper and I knew this was a God moment just for me. I had no idea I would get what I got yesterday. I can't wait for the replays and the bundle is more than I expected. Thank you for doing things with excellence above and beyond. And then we got another message from the same person. She said, I made some changes today and I got results I've been believing for. I connected with the kids on a deeper level just by putting into practice some suggestions from yesterday. I wrote on the whiteboard some areas that I had struggled with this past week, fear, loneliness, etc. And then I let the kids come up and write feelings and struggles they dealt with this week. By the end, I had kids worshiping at the altar and pressing into God. Then we all put our hands on the whiteboard and three kids prayed over all our situations. It was one of the best moments of the day. I was able to let go of a lot today. I delegated a lot more instead of just doing it all myself and my preteens, who are now my lit crew leaders in training, loved helping. I saw today results that I'd been praying for. Just a few weeks ago, I told God I have taken the ministry so far, but I don't know what to do next. Now I know. Thank you. I just have to say, this is just one testimony we've received just in the past couple days since the conference. So I hope you enjoyed this little peek, but I also hope it makes you want to join us in the future. If you're listening to this podcast the week it goes live, the replays are available for purchase for just a few more days. You can check them out at smallchurchsummits.com. And if you found this podcast afterwards, please know we hold free conferences for small churches every quarter for different ministry areas. You can check out upcoming dates at smallchurchministry.com slash conferences and also on our events page. Still to come in 2023 is Married to a Pastor. 
That one's happening on July 22nd, 2023. And then we have a really special one, first of its kind, coming up on September 23rd. It's called A Small Church Christmas. And we are gathering speakers right now who are going to be sharing training and ideas for every single ministry area in your small church about how to make your small church Christmas the most meaningful season yet. With successful ideas from everything from children's ministry programs for small numbers to outreach to community community events, blue Christmas service, worship ideas, sermon series, even creative and liturgical arts too. So I hope you'll put that on the calendar. I'm so grateful you were here today. And again, if you're looking for the replays from the Small Church Kidman and Youth Ministry Conference, if you're listening the first week in May, please go to smallchurchsummits.com where you can grab them. And if you ever need anything or have questions or want to know what's coming up next, just email hello at smallchurchministry.com because we're here for you. So until next week, be a light.